Hello, and welcome to the Prepared School Psych Podcast, a space dedicated to equipping and empowering all who champion the success of students with diverse needs. I'm your host, Jenny Ponzeric. Leveraging my 20 plus years as a school psychologist, presenter, and consultant, I work alongside school psychs to provide practical strategies that can be easily implemented, which in turn will support student success. Here, we'll delve into the practical and theoretical, welcoming voices from all corners of the field, seasoned school psychologists, experienced educators, dedicated family members, and visionary leaders. Together, we'll explore evidence-based approaches, tackle real-world challenges, and uncover fresh perspectives to help each child reach their full potential. Whether you're a school psych seeking new tools, a teacher searching for effective strategies, or a special education director eager to support your groups, this podcast is your resource for insightful conversations, actionable advice, and a supportive community. So tune in, get prepared, and join us as we ignite a revolution in student support, equipping educators with the tools and knowledge to build brighter futures for every child. Welcome everyone to this episode. I'm Jenny Ponzerik. Now, during my interview with Melissa Wood, who is our current president of the California Association of School Psychologists, I had shared a consultation moment um, where I was working with two school psychologists and we were talking about organization strategies. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you may want to go ahead and add that to your list. But we received a question from a podcast listener asking, what strategies did I share? So I want to talk to you about what I shared with these two school psychologist. And I'm going to group them into three main areas. Number one, we're going to talk about batching tasks. Two, we're going to talk about the monster we all call email. And then we're going to talk about boundaries. So the first kind of in the first strategy that I had shared had to do with batching tasks. What I mean by batching is it allows your brain to really stay focused on one type of task at a time instead of what we typically do, right? We're constantly switching between tasks throughout the day, right? We're testing a student, we're responding to emails, we go back to scoring, and then we talk to someone who's walking in our room. And then at some point in the day, we're like, what am I supposed to be doing, right? So what does this mean by batching tasks? If you have some assessments coming up, what if you took one day and did all the cumulative file reviews in one day? Now, you might need a break because your brain will be tired, but you'll also save some brain energy by focusing on just one type of task at a time. Then another day, you could just do classroom observations. Do an observation, return to your office. Unless you type your observations live in the classroom onto your laptop, Um, But if not, go back to your office, add in an extra 10 minutes in your schedule, and then type them into the report. Then go do the next one. I don't know about all of you, but any moment that I go in to write the student's report and then realize I've already started it, it's like a magical moment, right? Like you forgot you already started it. And then you go in and like, I don't know about you, sometimes I feel like crying. I'm so happy with myself, right? It's like future Jenny was looking out for her, right? And then what's another example of batching? If you have a bunch of protocols you need to score, 
collect them all and figure out where all the Basque protocols and score all of them at once, right? Then score the next test that you gave, whether it was a bunch of whisks or KBCs or C-tops, whatever it is you love to administer. That way, for example, with the Basque, you're like in the Basque zone, right? You're validating scores left and right. It is much easier than switching between scoring this test and then scoring that test and then scoring this rating scale. Oh, and I tested another kid with this test, right? A lot of times it's easier to just stay in the zone, all right? So those were a couple of strategies that I shared about batching. The second thing we discussed was email. And honestly, honestly, you can probably spend hours each day looking at, responding to, following up on emails, right? It can easily become a time sucker in our lives, right? So I shared a couple of my strategies. Um, this is one of them. I try and look at email only a few times a day. And when I'm looking at it, my first thought is to triage it, right? And then I pick one particular time of the day to actually respond to emails. So for me, a lot of times that time is at the end of my day. But I know for some of you, that's when you have your meetings, right? That's when you're having your IEP meetings. So the end of the day might not work for you, and it might be lunchtime or something like that. Now, I also really hate when I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and wonder, did I actually respond to that email or did I just dream that I responded to it, right? So one of the things that I try and do is leave at the end of the day, I try and leave my office with a zero inbox. Now, that doesn't mean I have dealt with everything. So let me talk about what I do with all of my emails. I live by email folders. And my first couple of folders, and I label them in this way, so they're at the top of my email folder list. Uh, the first one is labeled 01 Monday, the next one 02 Tuesday, and so forth. And when I come in each morning, there are new emails, of course, right? And I look at them, and if it's a super quick response, I will respond right then and there. But rarely are they quick responses, right? So all of the other ones that take longer than 10 seconds, those go into an email folder. And they're either going into, for example, I'm recording this on a Wednesday. They're either going into Wednesday's folder, meaning I think I have time to respond to this today and it's important enough to respond today, or it might go into Thursday's folder or next week's folder right? Maybe it's something that is interesting and helpful, but you actually don't need to be looking at it right now. Maybe someone was like, I finally finished the report. And you're like, I'm not getting to that for two more days, but you don't want to lose that email, right? You don't want to look through your inbox and be like, where is that one? Right? So if I know I'm going to work on that on Friday, that's going in the Friday folder, right? I also have a folder that's labeled things to read. That's what I put fun newsletters, interesting information, but really doesn't need like a response. But I don't want to not look at that stuff, but I don't want it cluttering up my inbox. So I have a folder that's labeled things to read. And usually when I want to procrastinate, and I love the term productive procrastination. So I'm still getting something done. I'm just not doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing. Then I read one of those emails, right? But they all get housed there. That is lovely. All right. The last kind of strategy that we talked about had to do with boundaries. 
Now, some of you out there listening to this, you feel very strongly and you have an open door policy from bell to bell. Staff can come in, students can come in. They're your number one priority during the day. Nothing wrong with that. Those that feel like that <laughs> likely do some work before or after the bell or maybe even some work at home. But others want to spend some time with open doors, but they may have a paper on their um, door that actually indicates when are my open door hours, right? Now, I don't know about all of you though, I am really great at creating boundaries. I am not always great at sticking to them or enforcing them, right? So those are some of the things that we kind of talk through. Now, I shared, just like I did with all of you right now, I shared a whole bunch of strategies with these two school psychs. And then my next question was this one. What's one thing that I shared that you can try on today? Right? Because no one can add all of these strategies to their day-to-day -day work in the middle of a school year, right? So we are talking about what's one thing you can try and then see if that helps you and then go ahead and try another one. So. I hope these strategies, at least one of them, are helpful for you as well. Now, you know that I am the founder of the Prepared School Site community, and if you're not yet a member, I wanted to share that we have a lot more time management strategies within our community. We actually have a whole page dedicated to this topic, and we have another page where we talk just about building habits, because a lot of these types of strategies work really well when they become a habit right? So if you haven't tried out our community yet, feel free to take advantage of our free two-week offer. And until next time and our next episode, I hope you all are well, and I will talk with you all soon. That concludes another episode of the Prepared School Psych Podcast. And I hope today's discussion left you feeling not just informed, but empowered to take action. Remember, every conversation we have, every resource we share, and every student we champion builds a bridge toward a more inclusive and effective learning landscape. So tune in, share your voice, and join us as we build a collective force for impactful change. Head over to my website at jennyponzurich.com to join our vibrant community of school psychologists in the Prepared School Site community. Together, let's keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep making a difference. One student, one solution, one empowered educator at a time. Hey.